What, what, what? All right. What, what, what? We got Sasha in the house for an emergency Roma podcast. Mourinho is gone on Tuesday, January 16th, 2024. You woke me up with this news. My phone was buzzing next to my pillow. I, I thought it was a joke. I honestly did not see this coming, and it sounds like neither did Jose, Jose, as we say. Um, what's your What's your take on this? Um, well, I mean, it's not unexpected. Um, you know, it's um, he. I mean. I'm trying to trying to figure out what avenue to go with, and it's like as a Tottenham fan, this looks mm. and sounds very familiar. Except sure. you 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 found more success with him than we did, right? You you did win a trophy. Um, you know, I think that you were meeting expectations for the most part in Serie A. But well, ninth you know, place and losing to Lazio last week that didn't well, help. Well, exactly, right? It just like. I mean, with a team like Roma, just like Tottenham, is just like you want to see progression. You know, Tottenham was was in a Champions League final, and I do believe them that they said like we wanted a manager who could actually keep going with that, and it didn't work. And that's mm. the expectation, right? It's just like, well, if you've reached a final, like the expectation is, is that the next year you're going to make another incremental step. And they didn't do that. And you know what I mean? And I just think that his strategy and the way he manages teams, I think maybe out of date. It's possible. I just don't think he can do it. It's possible. I mean, this is, dude, this is the fifth time he's actually going to get a buyout. He's made more money from, from, from being fired than he has coaching. I mean, not a good look. Okay, let's let's take it back to the beginning, um, because just first of all, point of correction: I believe it was the Carabao Cup final, not the Champions League final. Um, oh, crap! I'm getting a call. Can I? Um, can I? Can we pause this for a sec? I need to answer yeah, you, this. Yeah, you bet. Bye. All righty, sorry about that. So anyway, anyway, um, where were we? Jose's been fired. Jose's been fired. We it were was talking. a real shock for me. Well, I mean, is it really that much of a shock for Roma fans that this happened? Yes, it is, mm-hmm. and it sounds like it was a bit of a shock for Mourinho himself. Um, yeah. I wanted to take the time today to read through Gab Marcotti's article and. Um, Okay. James Horncastle's article and all the kind of a lo- lo- little bit of a medium deep dive onto, onto why this happened now as opposed to mm-hmm. the end of the season. Um, some speculation was that uh, the Friedkins, the owners, were so offended by some of his antics in the parking lot after the Europa final when that penalty was not given Um that they were just uh, horrified by his behavior and wanted to fire them right then and there, but that um, Tiago Pinto talked them out of it 
um, rightly so, because as you know, you know, Mourinho for all his faults is a great recruiter. And as much as Dybala wouldn't be there without um, Mourinho, uh, Lukaku would not have wanted to come to Roma if Mourinho wasn't there. So, um, you know, Mourinho's charisma draws a lot of attention to Roma. And as they said on the, the uh, totally football show, you know, he filled up the Stadio Olimpico with Mm. the kind of newfound passion for the club since winning that Europa conference league. So I, I get that, uh, you know, I mean, some of these takes are really interesting because they're saying they didn't, they wanted to fire him now because if he had somehow won the Europa League or gotten them top four, then they'd have no choice but to re-extend his contract and they can't mm-hmm. afford him anymore. So this was kind of like yeah. a quick, a quick clean break at a time when, you know, we did lose, we did lose to Lazio. We've, we've crashed out of the uh, Coppa Italia. We're still alive in Europa League. So, and we're still only four points off top four or something to the six, six points off top four. So like, the season is not in crisis, so to speak. I mean, Roma fans are used to these heartbreaking losses against rivals. We can take it. And we, you know, we have our glory and we, we missed out on Europa League uh, trophy on penalties after having not been given that, that penalty that should have been awarded that Mourinho was rightly upset about. Now, should he have gone and accosted the, the referee in the car park after the match? A- absolutely not. But I get it. You know, like his team was cheated out of uh, a, a European trophy by the blindness of the referee and VAR. So, you know, he's, he's one of a kind. Love him or hate him, as you said. Like, you know, he was good for Roma in the end. Uh, I thought our time with him would end on better terms at the end of this season with him going off to possibly a Portugal job or a Brazil job or uh, a Saudi Arabia job or you know so, some sort of other appointment, maybe leave on a little bit better terms. But I guess the Friedkins decided this was their moment. DDR is available. And, uh, you know, it's it's this weird it's a weird feeling. It was weird when we got Mourinho, and for the most part, you know, it's been good. The team has been, the team has been okay. They never got Champions League, which I guess is a sticking point, and the team's finances are an absolute debacle. But that goes for a lot of teams. So yeah. Um, anyway, that's where I stand as a Romanisti. I know you're you're a new new Romanisti. So welcome yeah. to the chaos that is Roma. I mean, you know, to be honest with you, I'm kind of glad he's gone because now I, I feel that I can become more of a fan because I don't like him. I just don't. I, <laughs> okay. don't, I think he's I think he's overrated, to be honest. With okay. You, you know, I, I, I think that he, he inherits like really good teams for the most part and he's able to, to, to do really well in tournaments. But, you know, I mean, it's like valid valid point, you know, being made. It's just like, I mean, has he ever held, I mean, he probably has held a uh, coaching job for more than three years, but you know what I mean? And his last five appointments have, have not gone well. I mean, there's been some success, but it's not sustainable. And, 
And I, and I think that that's also one of the things that at least I see a trend in the Premier League mm-hmm. is that they're going for sustained success, right? They want to be, and I think it's just really tough to do this, right? Because there's more teams who want the same thing. I want to be in position to win top four and enter Champions League to earn this team more revenue so that we have a better chance of winning the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is like you have to show progression. Like Arteta, for instance, is not going to be at Arsenal very long if all of a sudden they drop down to sixth place and they stay there for the next two years. He's out because that's not their ambition. Right. Yes, correct. Well, I mean, you know, Mourinho's had a storied career. Like you say, he doesn't stay anywhere very long, um, but he had success at Porto. Um, And then his first tenure at Chelsea was incredible, where they won almost everything. Then he wins the Champions League with Inter and with Madrid, uh, where he stays three and plus seasons. Then the return to Chelsea started out well, and then went to shit rather quickly. He only stayed there a year and a half, two years. And then we all know what happened with United and with Spurs. Yeah. They were kind of a debacle, both places. He couldn't, right. you know, I don't know that like those clubs are really built for someone like Mourinho who wants to impose his style of play on yeah. like an array of, well, I mean, he had arguably just as big as stars at Real Madrid. But I don't know. Maybe times have changed. The game has changed. Players have changed. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. But like you said, he, he's obviously past his quote-unquote prime. But I, I still think maybe he has one more great hurrah in him, whether that's winning a World Cup with Portugal. I know Brazil mm-hmm. just appointed someone. Um, whether there's take backs, I don't know. <laughs> well, well, there is a take about. back. There, there is a take back. They, I, I was listening to that. They offered it to someone else and then they had to backtrack because they weren't sure if uh, that was going to create an issue where they couldn't participate in the Olympics. So who knows what's going oh, on. Oh, weird. There. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he won't be out of a job for long. Someone will pop up. I don't, I don't think he's going to Newcastle, do you? Oh, no. No. And if if Newcastle should not do that, that would be a mistake, an absolute mistake. I mean, you, you and I both listened to the Stadio podcast. Did you listen to the today's podcast yep. about it? Because yep. they had an emergency. I mean, listen, he's really good at tournaments. Like I, I agree with him. It just like it just seems like the Portugal job is like maybe like what is fitting him. Like he's, and you know, again, like, I mean, look how many teams he's been with, and where, where does he go from here? It, you can only go down. None of those teams are going to want him back. So, you know. I think, Chelsea you fans know, want him back. They want him back versus Pochettino. They think that Marino was a better coach than Pochettino. I'm just See, that's going just by like, Reddit threads. I'm not I know, but it's just consensus. like, I, I, I know, right? But that's, that's just like, I mean, they just want something new because they don't have, they don't, they're not enjoying the success that they've enjoyed mm-hmm. in the past. Right, because they had a, a freaking owner who did not care about what he was spending, although it's maybe mm. coming back to bite them in the ass. Mm-hmm. Right. And just like they just made up like a, a lot of the deficit. If something didn't work out, they just spent more money to resolve it. But those days are over. It's not the coaching anymore. It's the players that they have. 
And now more teams are finding that out because of these FPP rules. It's just like, this is a team that we have. We can't afford to make mistakes anymore. So these free spending teams are going to have to adjust how they're doing things, which puts Tottenham in a good position because they've never been that type of team. You know, we always stay within FFP yeah. rules because not because like, oh, we're, we're goody two shoes. It's just, we have an owner that doesn't, you know, he, he's like, I'm not going to break the bank. Like we can't well, afford plus to do You've that. always been good about selling on your, your top guys. I mean, selling Harry Kane is going to make your yeah. financial fair play uh, numbers a little healthier. So Tottenham have been willing to sell on that player or right. two to yeah. keep their financial play, financial fair play, um, you know, numbers intact. In Whereas yeah. Chelsea are just buy, 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 loan, loan, loan. You know, yeah. Chelsea are a hot mess that way. Right. But um, yeah. I don't know if you listened to, I don't know if you listened to the Gary Neville podcast over the weekend. I did. But um, he was really praising, he was really praising uh, Spurs uh, for their match against, against United. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, this is proof that um, Angie's system works because even with essentially three of their best players away or injured, the, their same system still works. They can plug other players into that system and still compete, go to United and get something from that match. And, yeah. and I, I couldn't agree more with that, actually. It's a really good point. And, um, you know, it's like, I, so to that end, I think like the coaching does matter um, because, because what Ange is doing at Spurs is extremely positive mm-hmm. and it's fun to watch. He, you know, he does have terrible list of injuries at the moment, but he's still yeah. thriving. Right. And that, that, that's going to go a long way with the players and the supporters. So you know, Mourinho was beloved in Roma uh, by the fans and the players, um, and not the owners, uh, unfortunately. And he just—I think if he had won that Europa League final, and Roma were in the Champions League, even if they had crashed out in the group stage, I—I I think it would be a little bit different. For I think he might still be in a job. That yeah. penalty shootout, I think, in the end, cost him. I mean, you also can't like blame everything on him, right? Just like, I mean, you know, look at look at um, um, AC Milan has done. Like, they've added like so many players last summer, <laughs> who are all mostly them. from Chelsea. You know what I mean? And just like, and I and I look at the Roma team, and I'm just like, I don't. I mean, Lukaku was was a good signing, but he's fairly one dimensional, right? There's a reason that Chelsea don't don't, don't want to use him. And, you know, he's working out, but, you know, he, he needs to be fed the ball. I, yeah. You know what I mean? And just, like, who are they bringing in who's, like, another Dybala or names that you recognize? Like, that's just not happening. So it goes both ways. I just don't feel that he was actually being really supported as well. You know, it has to go both ways. I mean, that's, yeah. also, why, that's also why Manchester United is a hot mess. They haven't had a CEO or a director of football operations for the last two years um yeah i mean it's if um if um you know the, Mourinho has gotten uh, a lot of players that he asked for and i mean he okay. was unlucky to lose 
he was unlucky to lose Smalling for essentially the entire mm. season. Roma had to sell right. Ibanez onto um, Saudi team. I forget which one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Losing Tammy for the season on the last day of last season, Tammy Abraham. Yeah. You know, he's, he's had some injury woes, but Roma have done the, the owners were willing to spend the money on Dybala and Lukaku. Like, um, right. I think Smalling is the big miss. He really, uh, to paraphrase the big Lebowski, he really held the defense together last season. So yeah. he's a big miss for us. And, mm. you know, I mean, the Rome, the Roma fan base are just so passionate. Sure. Uh, We'll always keep coming back. Even when we're furious, we'll just keep supporting the club. Right. And so it's, it's a tough, t- you know, you were saying, I think, earlier this season that Roma are the spurs of, uh, of Italy. But I sort of more feel like we're the freaking Everton of Italy. Like, uh, we just have the worst luck. And yeah, um, we we're seeming to be the only ones being called out for financial fair play um, when all the big boys are up to even worse yeah. uh, malfeasances. But um, you know, bring on DDR. I've always yeah. loved him as a player. Sure. Maybe he can like bar- he's he can be a little bit he can be a little bit of a disciplinarian, a little bit of a, a scary figure. You know, he yeah. has the. He has the, the the authority in the club, the 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 posture in the club to to you know he's not going to set up as defensively as Mourinho, but he's he can he can really you know set up yes. set up a good tight regime in Roma, and I think maybe that it will refocus the players a little bit. I mean, Mourinho was in the in the, you know, not even on the touchline for half the matches with all of his suspensions. So. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Yeah, there was, uh, there was, uh, I can't forget the number. I should have written it down. But in Stadio, they mentioned like how many red cards he, yeah. he got. He's mixed, missed. He's, I mean, considering his champ, his Europa League ban and his Serie A yeah. bans. I think he's missed almost half the matches of this season. Yeah, it's just, so, yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, um, that's all I have. Uh, how are mm-hmm. you? How's everything with you otherwise, uh, soccer-wise? Are you enjoying this split game week? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, we've uh, got some, uh, some games, I think, tomorrow, right? Or is it today? No, tomorrow, right? Um, FA Cup. So. FA Cup, yeah. Yeah, that's happening tomorrow. I've been paying attention to what's going on in um, in Asia because uh, mm-hmm. as much as uh, I wish uh, Korea well, I don't want them to leave the group so we get Song <laughs> back early. <laughs> yeah. When will we find that out? Well, I I mean, I think that dude, the, the group that they're in is just like, it's Bahrain, Malaysia, and I forget the third one. And uh, yeah, they're going to make it out of that group stage for sure. So I'm not holding out um, any, any, uh, mm. I'm not holding out for that to happen. They're in a very easy group. <clears throat> um, so the latest, I think the final is on February 8th. So, okay. Um, yeah, that, that is still the, a while. Plus he's going to need a little bit a of, a, he's going to need a little bit of a refresher once he, 
gets yeah. back. You can't just jump right back into games. No. Yeah. I mean, he's playing like six games, possibly like six games in um, six weeks. So, you know, that's not too much. Real. I mean, that's, you know, that's about what we're doing, but I know, yeah, but different. once you get into the knockout phases and you've got extra time and yeah, you know, it's, it, it, it's, exactly. it's a lot, it's a lot. Yeah. Well, so, um, there's I guess also I the misspoke. possibility of, uh, there's also the possibility of injuries. So that's fine. Ugh, paying attention yeah, just keep your fingers crossed. He'll be back for the for the final push of the season. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it being Tuesday, my apologies. We did have FA Cup action oh, today. Did. I'll read you those scores now. Um, yeah. Wolves defeated Brentsford three two after extra time. Birmingham okay. saw off Hull. Newport traveled to Eastleigh and won 3-1 pretty handily mm-hmm. there. So West Newport, my boys from Cardiff, I mean uh, Wales took care of took care of business there. Um, Bristol City defeat West Ham 1 to nil. So we have a Premier League side going out to Bristol City. Um, Luton sent Bolton packing and and then that means that we have just three more replays tomorrow. Um, mm-hmm. Bristol will host Norwich, Everton host Palace for that replay, and Blackpool host Nuts, Nottingham mm-hmm. Forest. So those are all at 11.45 Pacific. So take your pick yeah. of those games. Um, Blackpool, Nottingham Forest will be on ESPN. So that's your third round FA Cup update. And then as we get into the weekend, um, looking at some of the scores in our – let's take – Let's take the opportunity while we have this time to look at some of the interim mid mid game week scores. Yeah. Um, we've had some we've had some interesting matchups. Luke and I are just uh, going, you know, head. To, you know, we're uh, twenty five and twenty seven with quite a few players left to go. Right. Um, Victor and Grayson are deadlocked thirteen and to twelve. Yeah. You and John are both putting up good scores, 24 to 22. Yes. You've and got he's 24. Got, yeah, he's got more players than I do who are playing, but I have more scoring players than he does. Yeah, this is going to be one to watch. So, yeah. um, Noah and Mannix are deadlocked at 23, so that's fun. Yeah. Um, Trevor and Mark Fryer are on 10 and 7, but Fryer hasn't had – too many players play yet. Uh, so, but Friars got the, all those red and orange tags too. So, um, yeah. Bowen picked up an injury. So, mm. and he's going to uh, be out for that, a while. So, Friars in trouble. So, I'm I'm okay. coming for you, Friar, yeah. um, because I I need to get by Luke, but I want to take retake over first place. Yeah. Um, Dneg is put up 21 points, um, but he'll need. Plus, he's got some bench points, too. I'm only looking at the, yeah. the official site. I'm not looking at Draft yeah. FC. So I think D-Neg is going to take that. And then Greg and Justin are battling it out, yeah. um, which is kind of fun. Greg's on 19, Justin on 23. Greg came over to my house on Sunday morning to watch um, Spurs United. And mm-hmm. Hoyland had that great early goal. And yeah. then he had an assist. Oh. So Hoyland is starting to put it together. Dude, what a goal uh, that was. I mean, you could not have placed that thing better. Top left-hand I corner. I mean, <laughs> I it literally, there was no space between the ball and, and, the, and the, the top bar and the post. It's crazy. What a goal. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah. Greg seems to have the advantage there. So that's your, that's sort of your mid midweek update. Um, the games in the Premier League start back up Saturday morning mm-hmm. as Arsenal face Crystal Palace, um, who, as we know, had a midweek fixture, whereas Arsenal will be rested and at home. Brentford play Forest on Saturday at 9, 9.30. Both of those teams uh, had an FA Cup match. Um, mm-hmm. Sheffield host West Ham. They'll be Sheffield will be looking to steal some points from West Ham after their midweek yep. contest. And then finally, Bournemouth Liverpool on Sunday and Brighton Wolves on Monday. So we don't get we don't get a result in this game week for another six days, and then it's an it's an even longer break until waivers. Um, mm. in this week. The next waivers are not until, I believe, the 29th. Yeah. Stay with Monday. me here. Monday, the 29th, yeah. <laughs> so this entire game week is essentially a month. I mean, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Close to it, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. That's well, all I, I mean, have, really. you, know, you, know, you know what the weird thing about that, though? It's just like it is kind of weird timing because – we can pick up players in the 29th, but um, the transfer window doesn't close until the 30th. That's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it usually, the, takes, it usually, usually takes a couple of days because Timo Werner made it in, but Dragason did not, right. even though he played. Yeah, hmm. that is interesting. Yeah, there is some sort of a cutoff there to yeah. where they have to be announced or in the squad um, mm-hmm. for – when the waivers run and then if they're added to the player pool after the waivers run, then they have to just wait till the next waiver. run. Right. Because they'll never just drop somebody in as a free agent. They always want to make sure that the waiver priorities, the, the person at the bottom gets the first shot at any new player. I mean, I think the most fascinating thing about that is that there's a, there's a a growing collection of players who are in Saudi Arabia that just want out. It's just but who crazy. else besides uh, old uh, what's his face Hendo? Uh, Benzema. It's a little bit more complicated, but he hasn't shown up for for uh, midseason training. <laughs> I think he wants out. Um, wh- which team does he play for? Uh, Al, I think they're going to they all sound the same. Al El Fatik. Um, I, I'm looking at the uh, the recent most recent story on old Hendo. It yeah. says Jordan Henderson could be forced to stay in Saudi Arabia with El Atifak having no interest in doing business. Uh, so yeah, he's stuck there. And also, he I heard something yes. on a podcast that like with the tax consequences of coming back now, he right. would not be even able to afford to come back because of the tax hit he would have to take. So, sorry, you have to stay over there. I guess so. Well, I mean, but these these things are still happening, right? So, I mean, the latest rumor is that um, what the hell is that team called in Holland? AX is that he Jordan Henderson is, is tied to IX as a possible return mm. to Europe. Okay. Well, I mean, if they want him that bad, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I mean. I don't know that he's necessarily worth that investment. Well, I mean, it's not, it's not, for me, the story is not about like teams wanting these players. It's that 
these players, they are in Saudi Arabia for the money. Yeah. And they've realized they made a mistake. I mean, Jordan Henderson is playing in empty stadiums. It's in the middle of nowhere. Um, he's really unhappy. And he's living, apparently, he's living in a different country yes. than he, like he plays in. I think it's, uh, he's, he's an hour away. And he was given permission to live in another country. Because, I mean, his family's like, I don't want to live in the middle of nowhere. Um, but that's, so, that's not great. So. Um, well, you got to feel for the guy. Uh, you know, but he'll have the rest of his life to spend all that money. So he can live wherever he wants. Sure. I mean, this is uh, life-changing money, but you know, I, I, I'm assuming that it's not just him who is unhappy, that his family is also not very happy being there. So, Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, on that note, um, let's wrap it up. And yeah. um, thanks for jumping on. I think... Roma are going to be okay. Hopefully we get that. Uh, how do you say dead cat bounce in Italian? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that's a, it's, it's, it's a thing. I've heard it. I've heard it a couple of times now. Coaches bounce. So you have that to look forward to. Yeah. I, I look forward to, uh, apparently another reason why Roma did this now is because we've had this really rough run of fixtures against the top sides, Juve, Milan. And now um, DDR gets to join the, the team when we have a really easy run of fixtures. So get a couple of runs on the bounce, jump back into champions league places, and this will all be forgotten. So mm -hmm. um, force aroma and have a good week, everybody. SPQR. See you later, boss. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. Mm -hmm.